Welcome, Supers, back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales. I am honored to get to bring to you another Shark Tank entrepreneur, super entrepreneur, uh, here in this episode of Tank Tales. Today, we have the founder or co-founder. I'm not positive on what. Founder, was, founder. Was it founder. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was you and your wife. Uh, founder of tentacle uh which if you haven't watched the pitch yet i will link it at the end of as well as below in the description for you to go watch the pitch and with my reaction of course and uh and you should totally go do that but in the meantime i need you to give some super claps wherever you are right now driving the car running around doing your marathon training uh if you're sitting on the toilet just start getting loud i need some super claps <laughs> right now for super hans dose Woo! welcome Woo, welcome super hans. how are you Good man, how are you? I I am wonderful. I'm happy to have you here. It's a it's a actually a, a unseasonably warm day here in Philadelphia. It was up to like 60 degrees outside, and uh, and every you know every, everything's looking up. I mean, including the yeah. temperature of the world. That's that that's not so yeah. good. But it's hot here too. <laughs> I'm still in Menifee. It's it's starting to roast. So normally it's it's not that hot this time of year, but it's starting to get there. <laughs> yeah well uh, you know it's it uh what february so what what's when like march is like spring for them yeah march starts getting a little warmer uh but it's it's roasting today whereas i think we're at like 85 we're we're getting up there so it's starting wow. to get hot yeah <laughs> that is tough and you are coming from the infamous trailer or not trailer yeah rv, the RV baby you gotta keep yeah. those expenses low sacrifice ding ding ding, ding for that <laughs> yeah man so it's been a wild ride i you know going into this business i didn't think i would have to make those kind of sacrifices but you got to do what you got to do to make things work and here we are so not gonna be in here much longer we're uh we're going on eight months uh but we are looking for a new place finally so we're we're happy about that yeah. That is that is awesome. My bell is not working for some reason. I don't know why. Not but uh, are you able to hear? Or do you hear it? I hear the bell. Yeah, you hear the bell. Okay, weird. I don't. I don't know why the. Yeah, it's but it's supposed to be doing double dings, and it's like it's not working right. Anyway, um, so so let's see. So when it comes to Shark Tank, did you seek out to get on the Shark Tank, or did Shark Tank seek you out? So actually, Shark Tanks. Uh, was seeking us out in 2018, I want to believe. I, I think it was 2018. Uh, yeah, we got a message in 2018. Hey, you guys should sign up. But it was at the very end of the season, um, and it was like two days left to submit. And Lydia, my wife, and I just threw together some video real quick just to get something. Um, and we didn't end up getting that one. And then we kind of held off for a bit. And then just this last year, uh, it was like, okay, it's time. Like we, the product is perfect. Everything's in the right spot. Let's get on and do it. Uh, and so I, I submitted a lot earlier this time around. And then all of a sudden the business started having some shaky footing. Uh, and, and we'll get into that obviously in a minute here. And, but yeah, it was, it was a process definitely go, going through the process with the producers to get on. I think they had over 40,000 applicants this year. So it's crazy. It's crazy to even get as far as I did, let alone airing, let alone as good as it went. So <laughs> pretty wild. It, it is wild. I mean, the amount of people could fill a stadium, right? Like a baseball stadium at 40,000 people uh, that for the amount of people that, that go to, you know, get to try to be on the show and then to whittle mm -hmm. it down to like 150 ish uh, pitches is 
I'll, is is tough, right? Because well, it's probably a little bit more than that because not everybody that you know films get aired and, right. and et cetera. So it's probably more like 160 to 180 um, total. But at the same time, like to be able to get through is is absolutely awesome. So when did you when did you found Tentacle? Uh, it was well, technically 2015 is when I started working on it, uh, and it was kind of like a fun project that I was doing on the side. I was working at Hurley, you know, I was at a cush job. I had no intention of like going off just yet. Uh, and then you know, Lydia started really pushing me, like, "Hey, you should get your idea really off the ground and do something. Like, it's time to launch a Kickstarter, or do something." I'm like, "You know what? You're right." So did that, launched a Kickstarter. Uh, I mean, that alone is its own huge process uh, and did phenomenally well on Kickstarter. I think our goal was like 30,000 ended up doing between Kickstarter, Indiegogo and pre-sale on our website on the, on the site. We did about 172 grand, I think between all three of them. Ooh. So it was like, Oh wow. So people want this product. Great. Uh, and then after Kickstarter ended. It was a mad rush to try and get everything in time for the holidays. I think the Kickstarter started in late August and ran for two months. Um, and I said in the Kickstarter, we're going to try and get this out before the holidays. And I know how Kickstarters go. They don't deliver on their promises. So it was super important that we delivered. Uh, and we did. And it was insane down to like the last couple of days getting everything out. And that was a wild, wild, crazy period, but it worked out. Uh, and then those Kickstarter backers, uh, once we started getting their feedback on the product and changing the product, making it better and better and better as we've gone, gone along this entire process, uh, we've always incentivized them. Hey, you are our first backers, you know, get this fat discount because you, you really helped us. And then uh, yeah, so now here we are on the fourth generation of the product, and however many years later, I guess three or four years later, yeah. That, well, it's hard. It's hard, right, with the COVID or I'm sorry, the illness uh, time warp that we've been living yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of took a chunk out of uh, normal operations, definitely, and and it hit us pretty hard as far as uh, because supply chain. It was supply chain messed up my cash flow, messed up a lot of things. And ultimately it was COVID that was the culprit of, you know, what so many people have faced and different levels. You know, most people think that just restaurants and those types of businesses have been affected, but you got to think about the supply chain. And, and even now that we're seeing all this stuff, even still today, supply chain problems and some businesses just didn't, didn't get it to work <laughs> the way that they needed it to. And I think we were kind of one of those. It, yeah, I mean, it is it is tough, uh, you know, because because the, the, the supply, you know, quote unquote supply chain is really just other businesses that are trying to operate and not have everybody right. get sick. Uh, as as like even evident, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a Walmart shut shut down here, uh, not not too far from where I live, and. Oh, wow. Because everybody just everybody got sick, like you know, yeah. it wasn't like out of precautions. It was just like, well, everybody totally. got sick, and now it's closed. And it's like, well, we don't want yeah. that to happen yeah. everywhere, you know. Like, yeah, you know, no, even you if it's just a cold, like you still don't want everybody coming to work sick like that. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, I, a lot of it was precaution on the manufacturer's front, uh, but even even our direct contacts over at our manufacturer started getting sick too, and it was a scary, scary time, but. Um, yeah, I mean, so many people have been affected by it. It's been rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and I, I didn't, I, um, what I just said was not trying to diminish the, 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 the to being a cold, but for some people it is and some no, people it isn't. Yeah. And, and again, no, yeah. whatever it is like, that's enough to not have people not come to work. Like you get enough of those people, you literally can't open the doors and it's not yeah. just the smallest, the small businesses. It's also the Walmarts of the world that have to contend mm -hmm. with these types of problems. So when you think about supply chain, think about this and the ladies at the docks, right at the, at the manufacturer, at the pe the people making the materials to, so the manufacturers can manufacture. Like there's right. so many people, the truck drivers to, to deliver those raw materials. Like there's so many moving right. pieces. It's not just the, the, like when people talk about the economy, or I don't know if you're, are you a South Park fan, Hans? Uh, a little bit. I, I watched a little, a little bit. bit. Like there yeah. was that episode where they talked about the economy. It's like, well, how does the economy work? And they're like, well, we don't really know. And like, you know, it's uh, the, the economy is mad with us. And, uh, you know, so we need yeah. to, you know, it's it just a great episode. If anybody hasn't watched that episode specifically, like, you know, you might not be a South Park fan, but that episode <laughs> was it just epitomizes how crazy the economy is back in it's 2012. So many yeah. Just think of on every business, how many people are directly involved in a good or service being delivered to a customer? Like, like you said, from raw materials, someone's got to make, the, you know, extract the raw material. Someone has to process it. Someone has to truck it and then put it, the mold tooler and then putting that together and manager. It's insane how many people are involved in the process. You don't think about it as much if you just think of, oh, company gives me product. But there's so many hands it goes through. So, yeah. 100%. And the more complicated the product, the more companies that are involved, the more people that are involved, you know, like cars, right? It's not just like, ooh, Toyota put the car together. Like, there's a lot of companies yeah. involved to get the parts to the, the, you know, to get the materials to be able to make the parts to send it to a Toyota to be able to put it together yep. and then be able to deliver it and, and all the delivery and plate chain. But um, so, so you get the good news that maybe you're going to get through and go on to be on shark tank. Right. Cause I know it's not like a, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, they don't rubber stamp definitive, like you're going in, but yeah. Is that when, what walk me through the process that you were like, okay, I got to start thinking about pitch. I got to start thinking about valuation. I got to think about the numbers and maybe the story about how we got to this position and, or, Will I? Will that story maybe matter by the time I actually get to Shark Tank, and/or by the time Shark Tank actually airs? Because, like, right. to me, that I mean, that could be literally like a year difference, which everyone knows. Yeah, one yeah. month can make a difference when, when it comes to your business. Right. I think so. My process going into it was just be raw, be yourself. Just don't. You don't need to make a story. You don't need to. Wherever you're at is where you're at. And uh, when I got the call that, hey, uh, we've, we've processed you, the producers want to move forward with uh, getting to know you more and potentially, you know, you being in the tank. Um, once I got that, we were still living in Dana Point at that time. So things were still pretty good and things were moving great. And then all of a sudden, um, as you said, a month can go by, something can change. And all of a, all of a sudden it was, oh, wow, like, Things are not going as great as they just were, and we need to we need to make some adjustments here, some sacrifices to make this work and put all in on the Shark Tank thing. So, because I just knew, it, just airing alone, whether I got a deal or not, 
it's going to help the business. So I, I thought this is a, this is an opportunity that you can't just let slip up. So my, my process was all in just everything uh, on every call, just be yourself, be on point on knowing your numbers. And, and, you know, obviously there's a quite a process in, in uh, making sure that you're giving accurate numbers and all that stuff too. So it was, Mm. It was fight or flight, and we just went full fight on it, and <laughs> that's what we had to do. Uh, but my wife is just an incredible support. She's like, "Yeah, you you got this. You just make it happen. Get get as far as you can. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. But just put all in." Uh, and so, I guess to answer your question on, you know, how is that preparation? In some sense, it was a lot more of like a you can do it <laughs> like a, it was a mental game like you got this you just you know have a good attitude and have fun with the producers and hopefully something good will come out of it and that was really how i went about it so yeah i mean look that cannot be understated having support as an entrepreneur as a super entrepreneur um having that support is 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 it's it can be everything because it you know we live in a super like you know if we don't know and embrace ourselves around a whole bunch of other entrepreneurs there's a good chance the person watching this right now might you might be the only person that you know that's trying to pursue something that might sound kind of crazy you know to some people um and just because you haven't connected with the other people maybe in the super community you know super entrepreneur community or or somewhere else online uh you know you feel isolated and having that support i mean i know from firsthand having having my wife's support everything that i've done over the last many of years now uh is has been it's life-changing it's it's like it's 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 completely game-changing yeah and sometimes that's all you that's all you really have because it's, I mean, most of my, I'm the only one of my friends that went off and did something crazy like this. Um, it, and they all have great careers doing their thing, but it, you know, it's not in the entrepreneur world. And so having my wife to be so incredibly like that person to, to fall back on is, I mean, it's, it's insane. <laughs> you just need that. <laughs> yeah. She's been great. No, I, I, I love that. Um, I, you know, one question I didn't ask was, were you a big Shark Tank fan previous to wanting to go on the show? Yes. I assume you were since you said yeah. you applied. I, I definitely was. Um, I will disclose that sometimes it hit too close to home and I would have so much anxiety watching the show because I just it just mm. hits so close to home. You're like, I, I feel for them or, or how's it going to be if I ever get to that? Because it was always like in my head, you know, I don't know if I manifested it or whatever, but it was always in my head, like one day I'm going to do that. Like, I just always kind of thought that. So all the past seasons um, since, you know, 2015, when I started working on this thing, uh, just w- watching a lot of them, uh, sometimes I would like get so stressed out, I'd have to turn it off. <laughs> it was like, oh God, this is like so real. <laughs> and uh, even leading up to me going on, I found that if I was watching the show, it was putting too much noise in my head of how I should react to things and do that. And I, I found at one point, uh, you know, a few months before, while, while going in this process, I told myself, okay, stop watching the show. It's not going to help you at this point. It's actually going to stress you out a lot and just focus Mm -hmm. on what you need to focus on. Like, you know, your business, everything's going to 
be different for yours as every episode is different. You know, don't be worried about what they say about someone else's business and how they reacted in certain ways. And I just, I felt like in a sense, I needed to just put myself on my own Shark Tank Island and just like, you know, let me focus on how I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a fan though. <laughs> well, I, that, I mean, that's a really great insight there that, um, because you also, I mean, you have to keep in mind, and most people that are going on the show, I would think at least, or, or at least watch this show, know that you're not out there for the eight minutes that your your final, you know, pitch airs as, yep, right? Yep. You're there for 45 right. minutes. I've heard as long as like an hour and a half or longer, even mine. a little longer. About an hour and a half for me, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that's, you know, so when you're watching the highlight reel or the low light reel in some cases, unfortunately, uh, of other people, it's like, you know, taking bits and pieces of it helps. But as you point out, maybe to a, to a point, because, you know, just cause they, you don't get to see everything. You don't know everything about that person's business. You know what they're portraying in the show. There's a lot right. of things that are probably said. I mean, an hour and a half is a long time to talk to five yeah. other people about it that, aren't that you're not hearing so like their reaction might not be to the thing that they the producers enabled it because they needed to tell the story of that pitch right like i always say when the you know they have world-class editors you start with the end at least the way i would do it as an editor i would start with what's the final product what happens at the end and then work backwards from there to tell the story to get you to the end because everything else is just noise right so it's is if it doesn't help right. tell the story it's got to go um right so yeah, so that's I, actually the attitude. Uh, I I definitely have that attitude, knowing that I'm here to make good TV. If you make really good TV that's engaging, and and you have the moments that are going to be really engaging, it's gonna. If the worst case scenario is that it's gonna help sell your product because it'll be engaging enough that this nine minute infomercial that you have a shot at sharing your product to the world, you know, just make good TV. And I think that was really so much came out of it uh but it, like you said they they have to build the story they the producers themselves they're not involved in the rest of the process all they care about is making a really good episode and if you give them that and you deliver on you know good good stuff <laughs> then you you have a better shot and we're gonna get to, to, to tease that we're gonna get to that okay i got a little ahead part. of it yeah yeah, we'll get, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Right, I right. did. I I didn't get to watch the whole thing again prior to, but I did flick through a little bit to towards the yeah. end to make sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. I as yeah. as people that watch the show know, I do have notes. Like I, it looks like a wow, yeah, look notebook. at those. But um, but yeah. So each pitch is is one of the lines is is in between the lines. So oh, wow. um, cool. so yeah. So I do have notes. It's just I don't. I mean, I don't get to write everything, so I I can't go back right. and like specifically pinpoint everything that happens. So I do try to watch at least a little bit and i did watch up to the end because i couldn't recall exactly how everything towards the end went but i did remember the beginning right. so um so okay so you're working on your pitch right and you're trying to put together like what parts do i leave in what parts do i leave out do you um man maybe this is well i'll save that part for when we get into the tank but you know yeah. putting your pitch together what's what's some of the the tips that you could give somebody who's working on putting together a pitch uh for their own business from your experience to um, i think yeah you know for me the inspiration was actually the um flex seal guy 
Like that's the most phenomenal. Like all the Flex products, Flex Seal. It's the most phenomenal pitch ever. It's boisterous, loud, crazy. Like this guy's in a boat made of the product. It's it's those kind of things I think that are really engaging, uh, and just having that energy. I I think there's a lot of great business ideas out there, but if you think about what your goal is on the show, is it to sell your product? Is it to get a deal? I think ultimately it was be loud, be fun, be crazy, be yourself. Um, that was my approach. Uh, even the octopus, I don't know if you remember, I walked out yep. in these fins, which you can see behind me. I still have them. <laughs> I walked out in those fins and the octopus suit to just look ridiculous. I just thought like, you know what? I'm not that cool of a person. Just don't, don't try to be anybody. Just have fun. And worst case scenario, you know, you get a lot of attention and, you know, maybe it, it helps sell your product. But for me, it was have, have, don't take myself seriously, be loud, be boisterous and show off the capability of the product. Um, so in writing the pitch, I mean, there's a couple things in there, like the pickle holder. To, that was a, a little joke, like, and it could be a pickle holder. And I take a bite of the pickle. It's just one of, it's another like capturing, engaging second, like to keep it engaging and keep it fun and keep it light, but also show the functionality of the product. Like, okay, no, you're not going to use it as a pickle holder, but here's how cool this product is. You can use it in so many different ways. So trying to use the benefits of the products in a funny way and kind of a, an interesting way that was kind of, uh, you know, more engaging is really what I tried to do. So, okay. So let me speak for the entire super entrepreneur community and more importantly, and probably actually most importantly, your wife stop selling yourself short, Hans. You are, you are, you you are cool, right? So (laughs) seriously. Yeah, no, stop because full stop. Like, because that, you know, you came up with something that, was what what lit you up about not only your product right and coming up with way outside the box thinking which is which yeah. is cool in of itself but the, <laughs> to have the uh i don't know the the not the nice way to say this but the to have the right, to have the confidence that's the okay. that's the correct the politically <laughs> yeah. correct way to say this yeah to have the confidence to walk out there and be silly and and know that you know probably without even maybe realizing it, you, you were speaking to your audience there by doing those silly things. Because, I mean, I remember seeing your product on Kickstarter uh, and and I was like, ah, this is really cool, but I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. I went back and forth and eventually I, 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 I passed up on it when I was, I think it was what, like $30 mm-hmm. in the Kickstarter or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. I didn't, I, you know, I just, at the time I didn't feel like I, was going to get enough use out of it. I had the Joby pod right. and I was like, all right, you know, I spent that. And then the Joby pod's annoying. Cause that like wears out like nobody's yeah. business. Like just, if you just use it for <laughs> even just like a month, like I feel like after a month, you pretty much have to get a new one. If you, if you actually yeah. use the thing, but no, you know, you, you owned what, you know, what you were able to bring to the table and, and to, and to look at it from a producer's standpoint of like, how do I make it so that I actually get aired and not just get pushed off to the side and, and actually have a moment. And we're going to get to that, that very big moment that happened. Um, yeah. 
you know, in, in a little bit here because to, to, you got to tease, right? You got to always be, yeah, you always tease be teasing. Kind of uh, <laughs> tickle the know, audience a bit. <laughs> but seriously, but seriously, Hans, stop selling yourself short. You did, uh, you did awesome, and you were true to yourself. Thanks. And I think, again, I think you you spoke to the people who actually are your customer base, maybe without even intentionally meaning to. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I think that when I say don't take like I'm not that cool. Don't take yourself so seriously. And and a lot of that to me just means that a lot of it was for myself. Like, don't be, don't be worried about what they think of you and don't be worried about what happens. Like just, if you're okay with who you are, it's like just being an absolute goofball, then who cares? It's uh, that was sort of my mental way to kind of get through a very intense, like it's a very intense thing to go through standing up there in front of, in front of the sharks in the tank. It's incredibly intense. And so, uh, yeah, I think I, because I wasn't worried about how I looked, maybe that maybe that is kind of what translated. And uh, definitely our customer base is a fun customer base. So it was important, I guess, to keep it light and keep it fun. And uh, yeah, so I appreciate that. That's super kind. Thank you. Tell your wife's name is Lydia, right? Tell Lydia. I said Lydia. you're welcome. Lydia. Yes. <laughs> super Lydia. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Super we'll keep, get him and check. I, yeah, I, um, so, so. I always feel I know I always feel the same way when uh, and I told my wife this and she's like no way you're too no way that you feel like nervous when you go and I and I give talks right and uh-huh. the reason is I and and in your case and anybody who's pitching's case is you've you've prepared your pitch in a particular way you have a slideshow mm-hmm. you have the props you have the whatever you're utilizing to to, to tell the story right mm-hmm. and especially with a slideshow. Once you're out there in front of people, you don't know if the jokes are going to land. You don't yeah. know if, you know, the gifs <laughs> or gifs that I've used to convey a story are going to land yeah. with that particular audience necessarily. You know, you hope, yeah. you try to, you spend hours, you know, crafting it, but you still don't know. And it's unlike being able to just talk off the top of your head. Once you have committed to like, I'm walking out here with some flip flops or not flip flops, <laughs> uh, flippers, and you know, and the and the yeah. um, the the was it the squid? Uh, was it squid or or octopus? The big octopus floaty, yeah. Flo- yeah. Octopus floaty, yeah. I always get those two mixed up. You know, you've committed at that point, and I know me, oh. I would be nervous. Not that not because I'm not confident in myself and what I'm bringing to the table, but just that if I walk out there and it falls flat, we're in for, oh, we're in okay. for a long, like 45 minutes, you know, 45 minute You're, plus time yeah. here. Yeah. It, it definitely is kind of nerve wracking to think. And then you have to nail it. You don't get a second shot to do it again. They say, you know, you get one shot at this. If you mess up, just keep going. It doesn't matter. You just have to keep going. And that is, alone is nerve-wracking like i need to memorize this thing like crazy i was doing pitches in front of my family i had my whole family out in their chairs and outside and i i just kept running the pitch running it back running it back just keep doing it we were um even practicing walking down the aisle in the stupid floaty thing and it was like the music was on the dun 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 you know the whole shark tank theme but it was i think by being so like having it so stuck in my head where I almost couldn't even sleep because I just kept thinking of the pitch like that that was the preparation and then to actually go do it you're like okay just you know this you've done it a million times you got this 
do it. Um, and then in the middle, not try to get tripped up on like how their reactions are. Like when you're doing something, they laugh or are they laughing at me or are they laughing with me? I don't know. It's like all happening in real time. And it's so gnarly. It was the most intense thing. But did you ha- did you find you had trouble balancing the business with with getting prepared because you were going to such I mean as most entrepreneurs do such great lengths yeah. to to make it as good as you can definitely um, and def- yes and no so a uh, part of how this business has been built so far it's been get to the perfect product now I have the per- perfect product it's time to go into retail and that's going to open up a whole another can of worms. But over years of getting it set up on e-commerce and getting it set up there, a lot of it is pretty automated, but not it, like you, you have to be involved, but it's not as like, it's not the 12 hour days that I used to 12, 14 hour days every day to get it to that point. And then once it was there, uh, it was actually a good time for me to be able to focus on this shark tank stuff. Yes, it was a juggle. Uh, and obviously, you know, being a business owner, you find your yourself a lot of times just putting out fires and that's a job in itself just putting out fires so there's definitely still plenty of fires to be putting out especially when this cash flow thing became a problem uh so then it turned into you know i gotta figure out how to keep things running while still doing the shark tank thing uh but i'd say you know looking back as an entrepreneur you don't really think about the relaxing time so much you just kind of go and I think, you know, looking back on it, I just knew I had to do this, but I also had to keep everything else alive. Was it a struggle to keep it going? I, I can't say that it was because I was already used to everything just all the time anyways. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, yeah. That, I mean, that's, a, I look back at like the times where I was struggling out, out of like leaving my family's business and trying to like figure out what I was going to do to make ends meet. And each month it was like something different. You know, the universe always provided. It just, you had to be listening right. and you had to be in the right frame of mind and, and all that yeah. to make it, to make it work. And if you, if you ask me now, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that worked out. Like it, it just, it <laughs> yeah, just like it hand to mouth, <laughs> like, you know, every time that I needed another client or I needed something, you know, another cash opportunity to come through the door the universe provided some opportunity but yeah. i mean you know the what the prepared be, or the luckiest or whatever that quote is right because you're constantly in it you're constantly networking you're constantly doing yeah. the things you need to do and then you're there so it's like oh it's it's just luckily happened you know at the right yeah. time at the right place all the it's time it's not luck you made that luck happen yeah it's not luck you made the luck happen because it, exactly and yeah yeah, absolutely. You know, if you sit around and wait for something to happen, even if you're chasing opportunities that are going to be a dead end and you know it's going to be a dead end, just if you have nothing better to do at that moment, sometimes it leads to something else. And I've even found that a lot of times. It just, oh, you yeah. got to take the opportunity. Any opportunity you see, you know, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what during a, if you're doing your own startup and it's just you, you don't have a team, you don't have funding, you know, you're bootstrapping everything that's that's your only that's your what do you say your only asset really is just that you're gonna crush to make things work (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, really, it is like time. Time is your money, right? And because it's the yeah. time is money, but but real, really, like then that that is what you have. So you invest the time to learn to do, you know, to get to where yeah. you want it to be. And um, so it's it's not easy. Uh, it, it's definitely not easy, and not always explainable after the fact because <laughs> you're right. just exactly. so in it. Like things are whizzing by you, but. Yep. Speaking of wisdom by you, time must have just probably did, did did time fly by or did time crawl by by the time you got to uh the right before walking down the hallway. Oh, it was a crawl. <laughs> I was in the trailer. I was the last to shoot of the day. I didn't know that. I was there early in the morning and I was the last to shoot of the day. It wasn't it was like dark out by the time I actually shot. So it was a crawl and the entire day was just me mentally preparing like you got I was just in full like good vibes mode in my head. I just had to like keep repeating you know positive things and I know it sounds silly, but it's kind of true when you're in a a pretty intense you you know it's going to get hot in there. You know that it's going to be intense, especially when I open the kimono and show everything that's going on with my business and and having those insecurities. It was like, like I just got to be in a good mindset. But it was a it was definitely a crawl. Yeah. So you're walking down the hall. Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling excited? Are you what? Are you, what's going on in your mind at that point? I think at that point I was so pumped that I even got that far. I was. I was just on cloud nine. It, it was actually a really positive experience. And I had uh, I had the live mic and I'm standing there in my flippers and I got my thing on. And the light, the mic is live. All the producers set you up, ready to go in and everything. And I, I go into the mic. I'm like, let's make some damn good TV. I said it like that to just to <laughs> like get everyone going. And I hear some laughter in the back. They're like, all right, cool, let's do this. And then off you go. Those doors open and it was like, almost like blacked out <laughs> it's like so intense you're like i'm here i'm doing it and then you stand there and i had that moment they make you pause to have your moment yeah. to like get adjusted so i stand there i pause and i did this like and then <laughs> had the whole like ready for my pitch thing and kind of like a, a coy look you know and uh it was uh yeah at that point it was just game on i it's almost like looking back on it, I kind of blacked out at that point. I'm like, you're here, you're doing it. And here we go. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, and that's not surprising, right? Like I, um, I've said this before on the show where, uh, I have a really great long-term memory, but like when I, like mm-hmm. I play hockey and when I would play hockey, people would be like talking about the game after the fact. And they'd be like, well, this is when this play and this, and then I'd be like, yeah, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I you're so focused on what you're doing in the moment and and i definitely standing there getting ready to go in i took that moment in definitely i definitely took that that moment in even going to the to the studio i had a moment where i i kind of like teared up man it was like this is crazy like just how intense this business has been for so long and so many wins and oh you're crushing it's doing amazing like and then all of a sudden boom it's not and then turn this way and turn that way. It's just this, the story every entrepreneur pretty much has is like, it's never like an easy, steady line, especially not when you're bootstrapping it and you're making it happen. But 
and yeah, and and wild. creating a product that didn't exist before that, right? I mean, you know, there yeah. was similar type things, but not really. And and you you created it, like you created it. So, you know, it there's it's it's yeah, it's so not straightforward at all. Um, yeah, as far as like so, success, you know, what step one, like have ideas. Step two, make product. Step three, profit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, okay, sure. It, I'm so glad I was so naive when I started this business. Other, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have done it. Like, if, if you really think that just making a cool product, just make, like you said, making a product on its own is a hard thing to do. And then you got to make the website. You got to make the content. You got to make the ads. You got to figure out who your customer is. And then and then it's all cash flow and it's taxes and it's uh, shipping. And it's just insane, all the different things. But, you know, you just do little baby steps one at a time and – you just persistent, you know, stay persistent. And eventually, eventually it could all go up in flames. <laughs> and at least you tried and you learned a hell of a lot along the way, or it becomes something successful. And I, I think in this case, luckily, I think the product was strong enough that it, it really worked. And, and it, yeah, it did. I mean, like, I mean, there's, and, and, and so many things have to go right, right? Like your, yeah. your shipping container doesn't get lost or, or end up in the ocean. <laughs> like, ah, you know, like a thing yeah. happened and sorry, boss, uh, we lost like three containers and, oh, it happened to be hot. One of them happened to be Hans's full, <laughs> full of tentacles that, you know, now is at the bottom of the ocean. Like right. things yeah. happen. I mean, even before we were doing, I did the, um, uh, interview here with uh, Leela uh, uh, Shams uh, on her TA3 swimsuits. She was literally dealing yeah. with like uh, product that ended up flooded out. So right before, like earlier that day, and she's like, "This is the kind of you know stuff that I don't yeah. like to deal with." And but it's the stuff you can't, you just don't know it's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's uh, it, yeah, and it, it and it gets messy. So. You're in there, you're there to make great TV, which is, I, I mean, I'm sure they loved hearing that, uh, telling, I'm surprised that didn't make it into the, <laughs> into like the pre, like before you walk down the, the yeah. hallway. Um, and you have a moment where you, you tell Robert something. And I personally, I didn't think his deal was that great either. Uh, I felt mm -hmm. like it was a very, um, I want to say like, if he's really desperate, then here's here's an here's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Not to say to be ungrateful or anything, but just you know, it, it felt like okay, this is a way. Maybe not the best way. If it's the only way, then maybe it's the way. But mm -hmm. you know, and for you yeah. to make great TV, I'll leave it. Leave you to it. Yeah. So, I, I think the moment that you're talking about is when he offered. Uh, essentially to pay off all the debt and to uh, give us a new baseline to uh, refound the company in a sense with a, a new uh, equity push. And in return, I would lose 40% or 60% of the business. He would own 60% and he would have a CEO come in and run it. Um, and in a lot, if I was earlier on in the business, I think, uh, or if you really look at the mechanics of how that deal would work, it's not a terrible deal because if you're looking at, okay, what am I going to use my time for? What, what am I doing this business for? Is it to make money or is it to, you know, 
follow some sort of pursuit of some dream that you have? What is the actual reason of the business? And uh, for me, fundamentally, you know, it wasn't about just making money. And it's a it's a good deal to do that because you have someone else do it and I can go and get a job somewhere and, and now they're doing great. That's awesome. And I get a check every quarter or whatever that is. You know, that's a, it's the mechanics of it isn't a bad deal. But I'm not here to do that. I'm here to uh, explore my creativity and make new products and do all these things and, and learn and uh, make mistakes. Like part of, you know, it's not the end goal, it's the journey. I think um, if I was in a different position headspace-wise, that wouldn't have been a bad offer. But, uh, you know, it wasn't the best offer because ultimately <laughs> you're going to lose a good chunk of the – of the equity in the business, but if he really thought by bringing a CEO in that they could do a really good job, then yeah, maybe. But, uh, and here's kind of the crazy part of being in the tank. You make these decisions on the fly. You really do look at what you're doing right then and there on the fly. And to me, it didn't tell my story of who I want to be as an entrepreneur the right way. It kind of seemed like a cop out and you're right. It's it sounds like a, if this is the only option, maybe it's the option to take, but ultimately it was not a, it, I was out <laughs> as you, <laughs> if you recall, I say, and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> and I think, I think for, it was more of a personal thing for me. Like, what does this business really mean to me? And, um, yeah, it like I said in the tank, it would break my heart to lose that much equity at, at this point. I think, um, and I'm and I'm glad I didn't take that deal, and I I appreciate his deal, but I think it was best that I didn't take it, and I'm glad it worked out that way. I I also think that, so I what I wrote down in my notes was was Robert two hundred seventy thousand, then I also wrote a hundred thousand, and then sixty yep. percent, and then a slash, and then four hundred seventy eight k. So I'm not. Yeah, I don't. So that was would that be to, the that was total to erase offer. the debt. Um, it would be erase the debt at the time was 270, which I can update you on the debt now, which is phenomenally better than that. So yeah, happy to report so that. Let's yep. let's save that at the end. We'll, we'll okay. save that for the All end. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, at the time, 270k in debt, and a lot of this was vendor debt of things that needed to get paid. <laughs> you know, when cash flow went south my ability to pay back vendors went south and uh, and then some of it was actually a good chunk of it, which they didn't keep um, in the up actual episode was COVID loan EIDL money. So um, uh, that's a good chunk of that debt. And it's, it's not forgiven. It's not a PPP loan. It's actually a oh. 30 year fixed loan. So, uh, and I did yeah. say that, the, that the, everything was serviceable. The debt was as high as it was on a number basis of the total it was actually really serviceable because it's super low aprs on everything like it sucks to be in that position but at the same time i wasn't an absolute idiot about it i wasn't taking on credit card debt with 20 percent interest or anything like that it was actually stuff to help build the business and then the eidl loan really helped um and it helped us buy inventory and, and all that and so it was really low payment debt at the time, it was about three grand a month uh, total was the cost. And what Robert said was, 
that's not that bad, but it is when you only have $39 in the bank, which we'll get to in a second, that 39 bucks in the bank, but he's right. <laughs> but really, you know, if, if you looked at what our, our monthly income was prior to things going south, it was like nothing. Just keep, keep paying the debt as you go. And uh, so that was kind of, yeah, so we'll update once we get to the end on where that stuff is now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I yeah, I mean, uh, so so it was it was well, he'd give you the two hundred seventy to pay down the debt, and then a hundred thousand for sixty yep. percent, and then until he got back, he wanted four hundred seventy eight thousand. Was that was that what that's maybe I no, wrote no, that no. slash for? Because I thought no, it was a royalty so deal that, was that he was all looking in for. No, it was the all in number. He would essentially put all in about four hundred seventy thousand and take sixty percent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's not, and you know what the, the 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 thing about that is that stands out to me is is it's it sounds like an opportunity, but the, the at the end of the day, like that even if he didn't say it, I would venture to think that would be um, uh, predicated on him finding the right CEO that he wanted to install there, and if he couldn't he probably would just back out of it because he ain't going to run it, you know, and, right. and maybe, I mean, unless he paid you to be the CEO, but clearly he, right. he didn't think enough of what you were doing to want you to still be at the helm. So, yeah. um, you know, Which, and, and, and that's just being real about it, right? Like <laughs> we love you, Robert. Like I, I would love yeah. to have you come on the show, but like being real about it, like I, I, I don't think it's uh, to, to, was to insult. I just think it's like, well, here's what I can do based on the numbers and the situation to get you something. But again, I, I think that if he couldn't find the right CEO, I, I think he, it would be one of those deals that fell fell between the cracks and and didn't you know follow through. Right. Um, and no, I wasn't thinking about that part. <laughs> well, no. I will say, you know, I was take I was taking everything at face value. What they're saying, I wasn't really thinking if, uh, you know, if the deal never went through or or whatnot. I was really just thinking right then and there in the moment, like, do I want to not run my company and let somebody else do it? Um, no, I'm not ready to do that yet. And that's that's really from the heart. That's where it was. And yeah, it, it could be a good off. You know. Like I said before, it's it's not a bad offer. You sit there and collect a paycheck from disbursements, but it just didn't feel right for me yet. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, and you have every right to feel that way. And I honestly, yeah. I probably would, with the amount of years that you put in to get to where you're at. Unless I was exhausted of the that journey, like and being like, yeah, I'm here to help get this thing done, and like, yeah, I'll sell the whole thing. Like, I'm open to that conversation because, like, I'm exhausted. Not because I'm tired of the product necessarily, not because I'm tired mm -hmm. of the community, but just because of the journey has worn me right. down to a point where, like, yeah, I could see doing that. Like, you know, everything's yeah. for everything's for sale at the right place. Everything. At least your yeah. your loan, uh, you know, at least it wasn't from like Bruno's break your legs. You know, we loan you money <laughs> down the street. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I got yeah. a guy. Yeah. If you need, if you need that, don't <laughs> but, get that guy. But you don't yeah. want that guy. I, you don't, don't want, want that guy. guy. <laughs> Kevin uh, O'Leary's that guy. <laughs> oh, when, uh, do you remember the rest in that in that uh, episode when uh, Damon was talking about? Oh, I got uh, offers for loans and, and from loan sharks and people like Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Kevin's a, I, you, you, yeah. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I would again, Kevin, Robert, I'd love to have you both here. Uh, but I, I actually, I mean, I have a lot of respect for for Kevin, what he was able to do, and yeah. and still does to this day, um, and his honesty, like his br- brutal, it's, brutal honesty. It's important. Um, I, I think what he does. I think a lot of people look at him as, uh, I mean, he has this notoriety like, of being like, the the aggressive shark. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, Honestly, he's he's incredibly. I, I watch all his content. He he's super smart, and money is binary. It and that's a big thing that I learned this last year is money is binary, and he says that a lot. And you know, if you don't like it, then get out. Like you know, he's he's not wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and numbers do not lie, and uh, you know. But I also think that he he is sometimes a small. I I actually think, and if, if he comes on this show, which could happen at some point here. Uh, <laughs> just you know, hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, you know, I would, I would let him know that that I, because I, I, I have some serious questions because I feel like there's some deals where, yeah, again, we don't get to see a whole everything that was said, so there might be things outside the color, like colored outside the lines there, but. I feel like there's like missed opportunities because I feel like there's a lot of pitches that come through that I'm like, you have the wedding, you know, Mr. Wonderful's wedding situation, whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And if you have that, then that means you have at least, well, at least some of the people that are on that email list, right? That magical email list are women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of a certain age that are going to either about to get married, will get married, or just recently married. And what comes after marriage? probably kids in a good chunk of those situations and there's a lot of baby products i feel like i've slipped through the like slipped through his fingers like all you had to do was just like segment your list and send out an email and you probably would have made whatever money you needed back just from that alone right no that's a good point you know maybe maybe he's not hiring the smartest guy in the in the well he does in the wedding side but yeah. Again, those people get ma- after you get married, you get kids. So, you know, yeah, no, come, right. at least at least fifty percent, sixty percent of those people are gonna likely or thinking about it. You know that kind of thing. But that's a different story for yeah. a different day. Hopefully, I'll get to bring that up to him at some point. Yeah. So let's get to Damon now. Damon talked about your honesty in the tank about the situation that you were in, and and that was um, really touching for Damon to say because he doesn't always. Mm-hmm. Uh, air on that side. Some a lot of times it seems like he, he'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not smelling." Now again, we don't see the whole pitch; it's dialed down right. eight minutes from yeah. an hour or whatever. But you know, it, it, he he seems to err on the side of like, "Yeah, I'm things don't add up. I'm not really buying it." And sometimes the storytelling and the editing doesn't always set that. But but in your right. case. He bought it. He was he was in. He yeah. was he was like I lo- I love this. So I would love for you to talk about, uh, you know, getting to that place to to be able to say things that you said on the show and and what you you felt that Damon had to to say about it or how you felt that we said about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess the overall biggest part of Damon being able to kind of open up about his story. I didn't actually know that. I didn't really know his story on that level. Um, and, you know, it's so interesting. I actually had a target on Damon going into it because I just felt like he was the right partner because of what he's done in the past. And uh, he just seems like an amazing guy to work with. And they all, they all would be incredible to work with, any one of them. Uh, but I really did have a target on Damon's back as far as being a partner. I really did want him 
And then uh, there's some other products I'm actually working on now that are kind of in the licensing world too. And I felt like he would be really strategic on that end too. Um, but I didn't know that about his story. And it was such a cool moment for him to open up about, you know, him being in a similar position at one point in his life. And he had accounts receivables that weren't coming in. And, uh, you know, it's just a cash flow problem that so many people face. And he uh, shared about how he got over it and, and through it. And I think for me, it was really validating to hear his, to hear that. Like as an entrepreneur, you just think, you don't really think of the sacrifices and the struggles that people who've really made it, what they've been through. And, and for for me, just personally, it, it taught me, I think the Shark Tank experience was so much bigger than just, for me, than a typical Shark Tank thing, because it, it really taught me some life lessons. It taught me this, you know, being open and vulnerable about your, your situation, being honest, 100%. Don't, you know, I didn't want them to go down the due diligence process and find all these red flags that, you know, just be straightforward with people. And, and I think that goes a long way. And even... Kevin O'Leary's reaction, Mr. Wonderful, about he even said you're a good I could tell you're a good guy, even though he didn't make an offer, he said, I could tell you're a good guy. You came here and you bared it all. And and um I think that was in some sense refreshing for the sharks because so many people go in, you know, play the cool guy and, and say that they got everything together when in reality, you know, maybe their business isn't is in such a rough position as mine was at the time, but you know, they, they're not sharing the hard parts. And uh, I, for Damon to open up on his level of his experience in a very similar position, I think it was, it was like, I, I we just kind of like locked in. <laughs> I just, I felt like I even said that, like, we're having a moment right here once we're going back and forth after hearing his testimony on that. And, um, you know, it, it really is something that so much of the entrepreneurial world is, uh, you hear so much success in what people are doing here and there. You don't really talk about the hard, gnarly crap that it comes along with being an entrepreneur. And uh, I think it was really eye-opening. Um, I'm hoping it was eye-opening for everyone watching the show and seeing that um, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open about how hard things can be sometimes. As long as it's not like, oh, pity me, you know, I tried to do this, tried to do that. I, I didn't come in with this like pity attitude. I came in like, let's be real. Things are kind of gnarly right now, but I got some plans. Here's where I'm going to go with this business. Here's my vision for this company. And, and at least having that confidence, I think, I think that kind of helped instead of it being like a pity thing of like, Oh no, he's not doing great. Like it, it, it actually like was more of a, okay, he's gone through the ringer and he's learned some lessons. And I, I think, um, I think that was kind of maybe why it went well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy for to for us to dismiss, uh, you know, people who are successful the the struggles that they had to to go through. I mean, look, there's plenty of examples of people that are like, oh, you know, you just gotta work hard, and it's like, well, they're a trust fund yeah. kid. <laughs> they were a trust right, fund, right, kid. right. You know, and 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 kind of like paint with that brush over other people who yeah. weren't and like literally came from the very much opposite of that, that background. Right. right? right. Um, 
so I I never I I'm trying to remember uh, like was that the story where he with about his mom put in the the article yeah. in the newspaper? So I remembered that I couldn't remember if it was your pitch or somebody else's pitch that that story yeah. came up, and that was so you know it's so funny that that uh, he he told that story because. You know, how many times do we like, yeah, you know, do the same thing like, oh, mom, like, oh, dad, we don't, that's not going to work. Like, <laughs> you don't, you know, it, things don't work like that anymore. Like, that would have worked yeah. like 30 years ago. And it's like, no, 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 it worked, you know? And, yeah. and to share that, look, it wasn't all success story, like success calls that came from that. But you, he right. got calls and he got the one out of 30 that he had to take or 33 or something like that that he had yep. to take to, you know, all of a sudden become a life-changing move like moment for him um so you know and let's listen to your elders that's that that's the that's the uh lesson from the from that but but you know and then the other the other side of dismissing so we hear in the comments from time to time and i very much try to battle it is every time somebody cries on the show People want to like jump down there and like, no, I'm never going to buy from that company. That person yeah. is, you know, they're just doing it for the view and, uh, you know, for the views and blah, Don't blah, cry. blah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, you know, my question to those people is like, so have you, so life is just super easy for you? Like everything has yeah. just, you, you've just taken it and absorbed it and like come through. Cause that doesn't sound that healthy either, honestly. But, um, yeah. There's definitely a level of stoicism you have to have in going through some some sacrifice, I guess, for your business. You got to just own it, and it's got to be, a, you know, hey, this is the way. This is how I'm going to do this to make it work. Um, I, you know, I didn't cry, so that was good. And not that I even had the feeling to do that. <laughs> to me, it was it was. I, I knew I was going to go in there and just be let it rip, let it all be open and honest. Um, and that day, I, I mean, I had plenty of cash in the bank before going on there. It was literally that morning I got all these alerts from my bank. The, the morning I woke up to go to the studio, I see that I had $39 in the account. And I just got hit with all these things at once. And it was like receivables weren't coming in. It was like it was probably one of the most stressful things ever. And for it to happen on that day day exactly on that day it almost seemed like i don't you know the universe god i don't know but universe speaking in your ear you know yeah it was like (laughs) you know what this is part of your story this is part of the journey it's happened today i didn't even tell any of the producers that that happened i was just like i'm gonna keep this in my mind i'm gonna go out there and make good tv and i'm gonna be clear and open about everything and it i ended up using it to kind of work in my favor in a sense i think the uh, I mean, it could have gone both ways. I was so incredibly nervous that I was just going to get beaten alive. I really taken thought I was going to get yeah. yelled out of there, taken advantage of, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. But um, I, I felt as though, if anything, it would have, it would be some sort of like uh, relatability with, with my customer base that hey, here's this guy, he's trying to do this thing and. You know, things kind of went a little gnarly, and he, at this point, he's got enough to get home, and that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was incredibly stressful to go in there knowing that, knowing that I had cash coming in too. <laughs> I did know that there was some more receivables coming in, but that day it was like, oh man, are you kidding me? I'm gonna do this? Go so stand in front of billionaires, like 
my literal heroes. I was like, I'm going to get totally eaten alive. But I think um, the vulnerability was important of being open and honest and owning it and not being afraid of it. And then also kind of just knowing that, hey, it's all part of the journey. It's like, it's okay. You know, it, you've learned a lot. You made, you made some mistakes um, and you didn't react in time to a lot of things happening with all the COVID stuff. And, um, and I think that it, I, there was almost a sense of like, I was almost okay with it. Like, however this goes, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> you know, it's all going to work out. And uh, I, I just think that it was one of those moments where it was a bit refreshing to have like, Hey, things have gone really well. I showed my sales numbers, 1.4 million in total sales before that. And yeah. And now it's a lot higher than that even. Uh, but I think it was just being open and real and honest and raw uh, and vulnerable, I ended up working and, and working in my favor. I, I I think a piece of what you said there, it, you know, it, it, it's all part of the story, right? It, it'll make for a yeah. great story later. Uh, and if you haven't gone through that trouble, like even as a when we had the the, the truck parts company, I mean, we we had um, I don't know one point five two million dollars on the street in in receivables out there, and that yeah. you know. It's scary because when when a when a you know a hundred grand or or two hundred grand is tied up from one customer, if that and that customer is like literally like they might go if they don't get the contracts for like the the state contracts that they should get, but you know things are all tied up, then the money can't come in. And guess what? We're gonna have to we're gonna be in like serious trouble here because the money's not yeah. coming in, and we got vendors to pay too. Like it's yep. it's you know it's the part of the the crazy economy that like you know the, the money's got to go around and around. Um, yep. And yeah, I, I I you know to me honesty is always the best the best policy, right? Uh, you know, just being right. honest and I and everything I I believe everything happens for a reason. Having yep. thirty nine dollars that day, uh, look that I think that probably spoke. Well, obviously, it spoke to Damon, right? It, it brought yeah. right in. Like I've been to that where I've been, you know, back and get literally against the wall, and things are mm-hmm. about to fall like very much apart, um, and and we have to do something to to make that happen. So, um, so you get the deal with Damon. That's the, I mean, he didn't he didn't budge down the twenty five percent. Did that no. was was that process? longer than it actually i mean i would imagine it probably was a little longer than what they showed on tv yeah i I don't remember it being that long of a process uh ultimately to have damon even uh, give me an offer i was stoked (laughs) i was like you're the guy i wanted let's do this we're gonna make this work but obviously it's shark tank so i'm gonna try and throw you back another offer and see if i can you know finagle my way into a little bit more equity but um ultimately he was right at my top line of what I was willing to give up. He was right there on the money. And and I thought, you know, I could try and get him to put more in and and do all that. But I just, I had this feeling because I just knew that he was the right partner. And so far he really is. (laughs) We'll get into that. But um, I just knew that he was, it it was going to work out. And I, it it was one of those moments where trust your judgment, trust your gut. Look, you came out here. You, you did great pitching the product. You know, they all love the product. That was great. You had some good moments of, you know, some funny time with uh, Robert and uh, and then Mr. Wonderful doing the I love you, Mr. Wonderful. He said some nice things. Like, at, you know, the worst 
comes that you're going to lose a little bit more equity than you wanted to, so be it. But I still have control of my company and it was a really good deal. And um, ultimately, I'm so stoked that I took it. Like it, it, it was the right move. And, it, you know, considering where things were at with the business and everything. Yeah, it was the right move. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I always like go like debate that back and forth, like in in the show, you know, with the show of like, well, you know, giving up a little extra. They always say like the was it the seed of the watermelon or the whatever the watermelon. You know, you I'd rather yeah. have a piece of watermelon than a piece of a grape uh, or the whole grape or whatever it is. And and you know, assuming that it's not like what Robert offered, where you're losing sixty percent of you know control of the company and and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be able to, if if five, you know, valuation almost kind of starts to go out the window at a certain point where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm having an opportunity to like work with somebody who can like mm-hmm. literally change my life, right? So is that worth That's an extra five percent? Is that worth ten percent, fifteen percent, depending on where we're where the valuation already is, what the money is for, where you're projecting to go, like all those things play into mm-hmm. into it. You know, you're at the end of the day, you, you get to have those conversations with Damon and Damon's team that mm-hmm. most people don't get to have, right? And and right, it's almost like right. a huge leg up. So, yeah, I mean, does it does it suck to give away, you know, a little more here or a little, little get a little less money or whatever? Um, I, I would say the only time, and I would ar- I would actually argue because there's been people in the comments that have said this, like, oh, you know, a down round is the end of the world. It doesn't matter if it's on Shark Tank, yeah. But the whole point of being on Shark Tank is to make the sales go. Brrr. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the whole exactly. point. Like, yeah. You're, you're, so the evaluation, as Marcus said many times, doesn't really matter all that much no. in a lot of cases because the whole point of being there is to sell, so that you can say, right. well, we were worth ten million dollars. And now we're worth, you know, $25 million. So even though our last round was at $15 million, I came down to 10 to, to meet mm-hmm. the shark. Or I was at 10. I came down to like seven or six or seven to meet with the sharks. Now we're worth like 10, you know, 15, 20, 25 million just a year later because right. we went brr with the sales. Exactly. If you really look at what a business is, is it, is a business just an evaluation? If you're not really no. providing a good or a service, what good are you doing? So to me, it was, I don't care okay. about really my viol- my valuation. I don't care if it, you know, if it's a hundred thousand dollar valuation now, but it's netting, you know, however many million a year, then great. But, uh, I, it, I think that that's one thing that entrepreneurs, they get so caught up in valuations and different rounds and, and all that stuff, which, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the, the smartest guy on that. Cause I've just, I mean, Done Me neither. On my own, <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. Uh, but at the same time, I just feel like if you get so caught up in these different rounds and all that, then really that's what you're doing. If your plan is to go public, if you're a tech company, yes, that like that makes sense. But uh, you know, I'm I'm a consumer goods product that just needed to see the light of day, and I think that was more where my head was at, and I knew that getting to uh, getting in a, a partnership with Damon, who's really an active investor, he really is. I I felt like there's going to be so much more value in that than uh, you know getting hung up on a valuation number because who cares at at that point? It, 
kind of who cares <laughs> yeah yeah because you want it to go up and you know the whole goal is for it to go up it's not for the to oh we gave you this money now now we just it goes to the graveyard <laughs> you know the money's going yeah. to the graveyard like that's not the goal so right. um but yeah and the tech and i get the tech industry thing because of the scalability of tech it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense you know and if you're constantly going back to the watering hole and that's the you know, some businesses are designed to do that and, and just constantly, mm-hmm. you just ca- constantly have to ingest cash in order to keep it going until it gets to a certain point and you have enough people that get behind that idea. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. More power to you. Uh, but in the case of goods and services, you know, there's there's a give and take there. And if you're not mm-hmm. like, well, that's not even, I can't even say that because goods can be, you know, when you talk about molds and you talk about, um, getting you know shelf space in a in a shop uh, a shopping store it, it could be really tough so so there is there yeah. is other cases but again the goal is to get the sales so that everything yeah. goes you know rising tides lifts all boats or whatever yeah and there's other ways to acquire capital needed beyond just um selling equity and going and having a billionaire in your pocket rounds. is kind of a you know easy you way know, to that, customer that kind of helps. <laughs> yeah exactly, well, exactly. exactly. I, we even had conversations about funding po's and he's like you don't need to worry about that anymore we got this so it, you know it's just once you have a good partner that's what we worry about At, yeah. amen amen to that so we yep. get the partner you get the deal you know, '80s movie, hooray! You know, at the end, yeah. uh, we're 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 walking out. Uh, you head home. What's what's going on with the company? How, how's how's things going since then? Yeah. So, um, well, I'll I'll give you the right after right after airing like that. So, actually, what um, Shark Tank? What they do is they have uh, they give you a shrink at the mm-hmm. end. Every yep. single pitch gets a uh, a psychologist to sit down with you and you know i was so exhausted at the end of it it's like just kind of lay there you don't think about how intense it is you're just talking you know it's not that gnarly but it's your brain just goes through so much i was pretty tired at the end uh and then spoke with him a bunch and kind of was like recapping and you know call my mom <laughs> call you know talk to my wife and everything and recapping how, how everything went there was a few funny mo- oh that part where i was uh i said i'm out uh, back to Robert, the whole crew in the back was busting up laughing. I can hear them, all the producers, everyone laughing in the background. So it like it, there was a a big high out of the whole experience, just on you know how fun it was and and how I got the deal and all that stuff. So that was pretty wild. And then um, immediately after, within that week, I um, or no beyond the week, it was the week after, I got COVID. And we were still in the RV and uh, I ended up getting it pretty bad. Uh, I had to go to the hospital. I didn't end up getting admitted or or anything. They ended up sending me home, but it was one of those things like everything's all crazy and all good and everything's amazing and ready for the next steps. Are we going to air? What's going to happen? All that stuff. And then boom, just side, side swipe. My wife and I both got it actually. I got it pretty bad. Her, uh, hers wasn't as severe as mine, but, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And it, so had it, we're still in the RV. It's middle of August, like 110 degree weather. And we're quarantined to like 45 square feet of space in this RV 
and it's sweltering hot outside. You can't do anything. You got to stay in there with the AC on and just trying to recover from this thing that has affected so many people. And it was like, oh man, this is a wild year. Um, and yeah, and from that point, it was like I, I'm in. I'm like working from bed because I can't barely move, and uh, it, it just added to the whole experience. <laughs> Let's just say that it was. It just added to this emotional turmoil of a year. Um, and I was able to lock in some really good deals during that time of getting our sales up. And, and it, so it ended up being really productive of, of a month, even though I was like, I was pretty much out for a, almost a month, but I still got stuff done. And uh, this was waiting in time from the, it, cause you don't air right away. You know, there's a, they have to produce the show and everything. So it was a few months. I mean, I, I think I filmed in July, I believe, and then ended up. Yeah. It so it was just it was like, like it only aired like a month December. ago. I, yeah. De- yeah. Uh, yeah. December. December. So ago. yeah, it was about four or five months of waiting, but I'm like, I'm not going to sit and wait and wait for good things to happen. I got to still run my business and everything. So I was able to pay off a ton of debt, uh, even before airing. Uh, and then get a few really good wholesale deals and finally starting to get some wholesale stuff. So I was like, I'm in crush mode. I got to make this stuff happen regardless of what happens with this. Um, and then obviously we're working through the deal. They're doing the due diligence, making sure I'm not a total schmuck. Uh, but I was luckily I, I shared all the red flags before we even got into the due diligence. So that was good. Um, and yeah, during that whole time, it was, it was just go, go, go. Uh, but also you have COVID. <laughs> so it was gnarly. Oh man. That, that yeah. is, that is so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, oh, I'm good. It, I, did you get COVID yeah. brain as well? Like, yeah, uh, the brain fog thing. Yeah. yeah. So I had that, I think they're calling it long COVID. So it ended up for me, the symptoms, even now, every now and then, I'll just get like a wave of exhaustion out of nowhere that I never used to have before. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, these effects are gnarly. Just get vaccinated, please. <laughs> it's, it's gnarly. And I wasn't vaccinated either at the time. No. So, oh, um, wow. It's my fault. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that was like, there's so much going on. I need to go do this. I should get vaccinated, but I'm in the middle of nowhere. Who am I going to get anything from? Uh, and it wasn't until after all. Yeah. So it was, you can still get it even if you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's also worrying about the side effects at the time. Like I know yeah. when we did it, uh, I got vaccinated uh, like a week away from my wife because God forbid one of us had a side, you know, a, a, a right, really bad yeah. side effect from it. Like that affects our kids, yeah, you know, trying, who's going to take care yeah. of the kids. And, and my, my wife actually, every time she's gotten a shot has had, way worse symptoms of it than i have where i right. I just i'm like tired but not tired the first day not tired the second day it's not until like the third day that i just get i'm just like exhausted uh after each yeah. one of them where my wife actually was kind of she had like like really bad headaches and things uh like the mild symptoms of it yeah uh, from it but yeah so it's it's you know, but you, those are the types of things. Like when you have kids, you gotta like think about those things. You can't both get sick at the same time. Like totally, yeah. That know, was so. a concern too because I was just so busy with trying to get everything done. And it, I mean, 
even just setting up, you have to do all the stuff for the pitch yourself, like all the set, everything. You got to go get stuff printed. You got to, mm. and you know, you got to sign release forms for everything in it. So all my friends, I had, uh, if you look in, in the background, one of my buddies is in one of the shots and he has sleeve tattoos. I had to go get all his tattoo artists to sign off a release that they can have their artwork shown on TV. It was like insane the amount of like craziness you got to go through to get it done. And so I like, I was like, all right, I'll get vaccinated next week. I'll get vaccinated, you know, just thinking about it. And then I just never did. And then boom, afterwards I got it. So, you know, now I'm yeah. nature fat. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, so I'm glad I'm glad you didn't have worse symptoms of it. Yeah, uh, you too. and your wife me and too. and we're able to yeah. get through it. But yeah, I, I mean, I totally sympathize with that. Like that wouldn't be, you know, with all the things going on, that wouldn't be the top of my list either. Um, you yeah. know, it you just know. it just wouldn't, you know, come. It, and then on top of that, thinking like, well, if I get sick, too, then that's a that's a problem as well. Like, you know, right. or not sick, but have the symptoms from from that setbacks from that. So uh, right. so the the debt. So where are we at with the debt? You said you paid off a bunch of debt, which is, well, by the way, ding, ding for getting the work. And and because like that's something where I'm sure Damon was looking, you know, his team was looking into that. Like, did he oh, go really? home and yeah. just like rest on his laurels and do nothing like yeah, no, I was, was in, I was in grind mode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah, ding ding. Uh, so I paid off half the debt, and then the other Ooh. half is yeah. So the other half is essentially it's such low payments that it's I would rather use that capital to grow the business further at this point. Is that the EIDL um, learn, learn? Yeah, it's EIDL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 most yeah. of that is that one, and then there's one other. Um, loan that we've had for a while and the payments are so low it, it's kind of like all right i can pay this off but then you run into another cash flow problem you kind of need cash is king right now so if it, i think the apr was like okay so the eidl loan is a 30-year loan and the payment's like 400 bucks a month or something on a on like over 100 grand or whatever so it's like what you know it's not really you can pay over 100 grand right now and then wipe that, or you can just focus on growing the business. And uh, that was that was where I was at. It's just, let's let's grow the business more. So we still have a yeah. bit more debt to pay, but we have more cash to cover the rest of the debt than than we, <laughs> we definitely have more than thirty nine bucks in the account. <laughs> and our sales, so since filming to basically now, we did over half a million in sales during Ooh. that time. So yeah, pretty stoked. <laughs> Yeah. No, and, and and that makes sense on the EIDL loan to not. I mean, you can always pay it down faster. You know, paying exactly. eight hundred dollars a month instead of four hundred is is you know to me would make sense, especially if four hundred dollars a month when you're talking about you know hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in and out is kind of a rounding error. I mean, think about like when I when I think about things, I think about it in terms of like, okay, how much did the internet cost here? Like if am I paying a hundred yeah. bucks? Okay, so it's it's four times what I pay for the internet. That's not four thousand dollars a month, right? That's that right. four thousand, like now we're talking about like rent on a pretty sizable like warehouse yeah, and, yeah. and office space, right? So yeah. things like that. Or, not, or even just a storefront with where you where you have to pay, you know, between insurance and all the the electricity, all the utilities 
utilities and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, 400 bucks a month is, is basically nothing, nothing to worry about. And if, again, if you, even if you just paid five or six or $800 a month, you know, just to throw money at it, you get that 30 down to 15 and before you yeah. know it, it's down to seven. And before you know it, it's like, ah, we got like two years left to go and not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Congratulations on, on all Thank the success you. with it. That is Thank absolutely you. You. awesome. And it's Thank great to you. see. Uh, I So I assume, you know, your community went crazy when, you, you know, when you actually aired on Shark Tank. Did you guys do like uh, uh, a, 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 a viewing a, party? A, a viewing yeah. party. That's it. It's yeah, getting late over here on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's up on our Instagram. Uh, I need to, it might be on YouTube too, but we filmed it. Uh, yeah, we, all friends and family came out to the ranch. We call it the ranch. It's my mom's property out here in Menifee. And we had a projector screen up and threw a big party. And it was so cool. It was, you know, good, good community vibes. Everyone who's been there throughout the process and, you know, cheered me on. And it was, it was fun because I, I watched it for the first time with everyone. So it was like a, it was a cool experience to kind of get to have that moment with everybody who's been there. And, uh, my wife made a little speech and my, my parents made a little speech too. It was kind of cute. And yeah, we had a, it was a really, really cool moment to just at least celebrate, you know, celebrate a win. So that was, that was really cool. Not many wins get to be celebrated like that. So that is yeah. that is a. I hope you took all that in uh, for for the specialness of what you know occurred. I've I personally have only been, or I've been to a couple of watch parties because somebody local here uh, was on uh, Master Chef Junior back in season three. I think it was two two oh, or wow. three. Yeah, and he actually made it all the way to the to the end. Like the, he didn't. He came first runner up. He didn't win, but. Um, but yeah, so I got to go to the, they held it at his school cause he was in seventh, like seventh grade at the time. So like I got to know everybody at the school and it was, it was really cool. I went and uh, interviewed like him and, and got to, it was a whole, it actually, it's one of those things where you know, the universe is speaking to you that yeah. experience uh, get, like changed a lot of things for me. Um, just going and being like, Hey, like I do a podcast, like, you know, in 2014, yeah. like let's, let's, let's do the show. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's always be looking for those like types of opportunities, but yeah, being at those watch parties is really cool. Uh, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. So I'm glad you got to do, you know, experience it. Yeah. Thank you. It was so fun. My, uh, attorney, the attorney that helped me just kind of guide me in writing my own patent was there. He was, cause he was like, Oh, if you can write a paper, you can write a patent. And I'll just tell you what hoops to jump through. And I'm like, sweet, thank you. So he showed up. And actually, uh, Pete Hamburg, shout out to Pete Hamburg from season six, five, I think it was. Hamboards. You remember the giant school? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he was a neighbor of uh, my dad's friend. Um, and uh, we ended up connecting and a super cool guy and, and chatted a bunch and uh, yeah, so he actually came out to, to watch it too. So there was a Shark Tank alumni that came out. So that was kind of cool. I yeah. love that. I remember that. Pi- yeah. I haven't done it on my channel yet, but I do remember that pitch. That's uh, that, yeah. that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Did, did they go on twice? I feel like they went uh, back. They did. They did a few follow ups. Yeah. They did oh, okay. Update. Okay. Yep. I well, I wasn't yep. sure if they went back with a second product because I I thought oh, they I had. I don't know if they did. Uh, no, I think that he only pitched once. Only once. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, I'm thinking of somebody once. else then. 
But yeah. I, I do remember the, the yeah, the boards like that, the long boards. Um, yeah. Anyway, Hans, before we get to your final thoughts and, and any, you know, last advice you have for super entrepreneurs out there, uh, how can people connect with you? How can people get tentacle uh, and, and all that? Yeah. So tentacle is on pre-order because we sold out of products. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's on pre-order on our site www.tentacle.com that's spelled t-e-n-i-k-l-e.com um so we're on there we're on amazon uh, which is also sold out so just go to the website <laughs> to pre-order from there uh, and um yeah what was the other question sorry it just went oh no, it's okay it's okay that was <laughs> that was the primary oh connecting with one. me yeah, connect yeah, with you. Connect, oh, yeah, yeah. Connect with me. Email me, Hans, H-A-N-S, at tentacle.com. Um, follow us on Instagram, at tentacle, and, uh, or hit me up on personal, too, Hans Dose, at Hans Dose, uh, and I'm on LinkedIn. So, yeah. Sweet. And you absolutely should. Uh, Hans, it's been so great having you here uh, here on the, the Super Entrepreneur. Thank you. Tank, this was tank, super tank, fun. Tank, yeah, thank you. I can't wait to watch this and watch a bunch more of your content. I mean, it's such a good format. I love what you're doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. I yeah. I I put a lot of care into the 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 you know even just not watching the stuff because like I don't know if you knew you probably didn't notice but your pitch went live on YouTube before it probably even aired at you. <laughs> your really? Part. Well, because you're on the West Coast, right? You're in California. Yeah. So I post all the, I do all the interviews or I do all the the reactions here on the East coast. So I start at like eight 30. So the show isn't even done airing here on the East coast before the first pitch from the show gets on the online. And then I start, I just start rolling from there. And usually before 11 o'clock rolls around, I have all, all the pitches up online. (laughs) That's super cool. Yes. Because uh, when, before it aired here on the West Coast, I had the Shopify up live and we were just watching like all of a sudden, boom, massive traffic spike. I think we had like 100,000 visits at one time or, or it was wow. just under 100,000 visits just all at once. It just lit up like a Christmas tree. And then I was like, oh, no one's buying, no one's buying, no one's buying. All of a sudden, ding, 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 the phone's going <laughs> off and like crazy. And... I didn't even realize this, but we sold out on Amazon. I had over $100,000 worth of product on Amazon. We sold out on Amazon before we even finished airing on the West Coast. It just, zoop, it was all gone. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. It's a that, yeah. You know what? That was, I was saying, that's probably like the longest couple of seconds, you know, in your life was watching all this, only all this come on. And then it's like, is anybody going to buy? Like, it's like, and it, you know, it might've been what, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, but it was probably yeah. like the longest, like, it was like, um, yeah, about 30, 40 seconds before it started hitting. And I almost started like freaking out. I'm like, oh, this is not good. People are not buying. And then I'm like kind of freaking out. And then all of a sudden it was just game on. I think we did uh, within five minutes. I think we did over what was it? We were doing like uh, ten grand a minute, over ten grand a minute. Oh <laughs> it's like insane. Talk about it's screwing 10, up your charts. I know. <laughs> it, it was it was really nerve wracking because I'm like I got to get everything dialed in ahead of time so that you know no kerfuffles with the website or 
you know, what have you. So it was, it was a lot of prep to make sure that everything would run smoothly, have all of our, I had like extra backup pixels installed on Facebook pixels just to make sure we could retarget like all this stuff. It was, uh, it was definitely kind of crazy. And then when it all happens, it just, it's just game on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know because we've seen that in the past where sites go down because they weren't prepared uh for the amount yeah. of traffic that they would get from the the shark tank effect and um yeah. it's yeah so I, I oh god that that would be uh horrible for you not to be able to retarget all those people that just went to the site but didn't necessarily <laughs> buy right then on that and there yeah uh that that would be a huge swing and a i have miss. a bad story uh, about that too that um yeah I was told from uh, Damon's team, I guess someone a long time ago uh, didn't have their website totally dialed in and they had the viewing party and they're partying with all their friends and kind of not focused like to the point where they were kind of blasted, I guess. And they weren't really watching their website. Like this is your big moment. Make sure everything's working and didn't get a single sale. Missed it because the website crashed. They were down. I feel like I've heard that story. Maybe it was on a Beyond the Tank or a Shark Tank update or something. I feel like I've heard that before. Really? Specifically, yeah. I don't remember if it was Damon. I don't remember. I don't recall if it was Damon specifically, but I do that that story. I do, I definitely know I've heard that before. Uh, yeah, I don't know somewhere. if it was his team or if it was someone that they worked with, but I, it was a horror story that I had heard that would just be a oh, that yeah, <laughs> such a yeah, such an uh, awful opportunity like opportunity yeah. missed. Um, so yeah, I, yeah it, it's it's great that uh, that it's working. You know, it worked and working out for you. I'm so happy yeah. for you, and Thank I'm you, so happy man. that you were able to get a deal and you i mean you seem as as great as they said in the show so it's not or i should be pointing this way as great as you said as they said the show and um so it's great it's always well you know i always welcome any shark tank entrepreneur whether they had a good experience or bad experience like i just have i just did the pavlock uh uh reaction video today awesome they're you know they're absolutely about you know welcome to come on the show and talk talk about the product talk about the shark tank experience and why it went wrong and and why you know or why it went right mm-hmm. or whatever uh you know this is how we learn right having to have the having yeah. these these conversations so hans thank you super hans thank you so much for being here i hope you've enjoyed watching this I have. shark tank tank tales oh, <laughs> oh it's okay it's all i'm good. messing this up for you i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good we'll fix it oh, i don't actually edit these so <laughs> it's all good. no i i i hope you've enjoyed this uh this video uh, th- uh this interview we'll see you in one of these two videos right here uh have a have a great day take care and go be super